You're listening to East Bay Yesterday. This show is about history, but it's not stuck in the past. Let's begin. Let's begin. My mother wanted me to, and my father didn't want me to. Nope. That's Sugar Pie DeSanto. She's talking about how when she was a girl growing up in San Francisco's Fillmore District, her dad didn't want her singing in the local jazz clubs. This was back in the early 50s, when the Fillmore was known as Harlem of the West. He came to see me one time, I'll never forget it. And while I was saying, ah, you know, shake your butt, and grab me by the ear and put me outside. We go home. I said, I ain't going home with you. I, 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 I'm working, you know. No, no, no. You know, and he told the club, no, no. Too young. She shake her butt. I know like. You come. Sugar Pie's dad came to the United States as a sailor from Manila. Her mom was from Philadelphia and was African-American. They ended up having 10 kids. And keeping Sugar Pie from the stage? Psh. Just wasn't gonna happen. My mom would cover, you know. She'd tell him I was visiting somebody else to let me go on. Because she knew I had it. I loved it. So yeah. my mom agreed because she loved it. And her grandfather, my grandfather wouldn't let her. That's what held her back. So then my daddy was holding me back. Mama said, uh-uh, go on. I said, daddy's going to kill me. He said, no, he's not. I tell him, you gone over to Aunt Rosalie's. Even after Sugar Pie made it big as a singer, touring the world, jumping off pianos with James Brown, blowing away crowds at the Apollo, her dad never really approved of her career choice. He was always against it a little bit. He didn't like it because he said I shook my butt and he didn't like that. I told him I shake. Yeah, now I'm going to shake. The soul side of me going to shake, okay? Sugar Pie DeSanto is now in her 80s, and she is still shaking. I'm not playing around. Just listen to how she says crowds react to seeing her up there. They said, my God, did you see that woman 80 years old? She did a backflip. What? <laughs> she ain't no 80 years old. Yo, yes, she is, too. <laughs> did you see Sugar Pie? She said, oh, did you see her jump up on that man and lock her legs around his neck and hang upside down and put it in his face? I said, <laughs> you know. Look, there's nothing I can really say that will do justice to this woman's energy and charisma and talent. I know it's a cliche, but she's literally said shit that made me fall out of my chair. So let's just get the show started. I'm Liam O'Donoghue, and this is East Bay Yesterday. Stay tuned, because today's episode is all about the wild, wild life of longtime Oakland resident, the one and only Sugar Pie DeSanto. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about learning music from your mom? Because you used to sing while she played piano, right? Right. <laughs> now that was funny. <laughs> she she played and I'd sing. Then she'd go, it's the wrong note. Palaya. See, that's my real name, Umpalaya. Really, Umpalaya. That's Filipino. It means bitter melon or sour fruit in my father's language, Tagalog, mm -hmm. you know. And she'd go, 
a liar. That's the wrong note. I said, what, what do you mean? Now get it. And she'd have a little ruler. She said, do it again. I said, I'm not doing anything. It's the wrong note, I said. <laughs> she brought me all the standards, you know, like Blue Moon. I never sung no, no blues and stuff. I wasn't born in that kind of house. Uh-uh. No, no, no. She was so proper, you know what I mean? She said, now get it right. Start again. I said, yes, uh, yeah, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. And that's how I learned. And today, I have, what, over 100, maybe 200 standards in my brain that where my mother taught me. I can go back to any of them. Sugar Pie's mom never really learned how to read music. She didn't have to. She could hear a song and just play it. Even though her mom and dad tried to keep discipline in the house, Sugar Pie was a little hellraiser in the streets, especially after her cousin James Etta moved up from L.A. to stay with them. You probably know James Etta better by her stage name, which basically just moves the back part of her name to the front. That's right. Sugar Pie's cousin was Etta James, one of the most renowned singers of the 20th century. Anyway, Etta had a really messed up childhood, and when she got to the Fillmore, her and Sugar Pie and Sugar Pie's sister and some other girls started a gang called Seven of Diamonds. It wasn't being a little hooligan that landed Sugar Pie in a serious dilemma. It was Etta's mom. Etta James' mama took me with her to pick up Etta James from a gig in Holbrooks, Arizona. And she had this man with her. Do you know she left me on the streets of Holbrooks, Arizona, a young girl by myself, and accused me of looking at her man, her boyfriend. She asked my mama, could I ride with her? And my mama said, yeah, okay, since it's you, fine. And she got me way in Holbrooks, Arizona, and put me out of the car and left me on the street. If it wasn't for, for this lady that came, you know, saw me crying. So what is wrong, little girl? She left me, said, who? Etta James' mama. She said, Etta James' mama. I said, yep, old Dorothy, she left me. I hated her. I never forgot it. I didn't have a way home. And so this lady, she took me in with her and her husband and got me a little job at the motel. And I worked, you know, with beds and stuff and stuff, and saved my money to get home, because when I called home, my mom and them didn't have no money to send for me. You know, you 10 kids, come on, come on now. So I just saved my little money, you know, and uh, she kept feeding me and giving things. Treated me good, too. Took me to the fair. She loved me, you know. Her name was Lily. i never forget it. And her husband, Herman. Lily saved my life. She said, you come on, little girl. And then she took me to her home. Got me a little job, but I was hiding my little money. And one night, a couple months later, I snuck off. I had to sneak. I made sure they were sleeping. And that's how I got back home, because my family couldn't afford it with all them kids. You hop on a Greyhound? Oh, yeah. Took days, but I finally come home. Leaving this town No use hanging This is classic Sugar Pie. She's been in lots of dicey situations, 
but she's always known how to take care of herself. And even though she's only four foot 11 and very petite, she talks a real big game. I'm one of the roughest women, woman you could ever know. I'm cool, I'm respectful, but don't push me. Mm -hmm. Cause honey, I'll take this cane and you'll be lost. <laughs> I will. She's laughing, but that's no joke. Stay tuned, when we get back, Sugar Pie gets her first record deal and moves to an apartment in the heart of West Oakland's thriving blues scene. In the early 50s, Ellis Theater in San Francisco used to have talent shows. Sugar Pie won pretty much every week. She was still just a teenager when she was discovered by a performer and producer named Johnny Otis. He's probably most famous for this song. Yep. The hand jive guy discovered Sugar Pie, brought her down to LA, and cut her first record. I was so short and so little, I was to weigh, what, 80 pounds, <laughs> that I couldn't reach the microphones because they was big, you know, during them days. And they put me on two boxes in the telephone book. That was the funniest thing <laughs> that I ever seen. <laughs> so what in the devil is going on, you know? And the band was here and the song said, what in the devil, you know what I mean? Cause I, I didn't know. Yeah, I've never been in the studio like that, you know. And I recorded it. Please be true. And boom, did it, wah, wah, baby. I'll never forget it. problem was Johnny Otis didn't think Sugar Pie's birth name was very marketable and he knew a little something about that. Johnny Otis's real name was Ionis Alexandres Veliotes. And so then he said, now what are we going to name you? I said, I beg your pardon? He said, my name is Umpalaya Ballington. That's my, he said, well we can't call you Umpalaya on a record. And I said, why not? You know, he said, because we're not. He said, I tell you what, and I'll never forget his words. He said, you're just a little old sugar. Sugar, sugar, that's what he told me. He said, that's it. We'll name you Sugar Pie. I said, Sugar Pie? He said, yep, and that's how I got it. Did you like it right away, or did it take a little while to get used to? I thought it kind of weird. <laughs> but now you like it? I've worn it all my life, <laughs> ever since, uh, 54. Yeah. Did you know you wanted to be a singer then? Oh yeah. I used to sneak in the clubs around San Francisco and put the uh, uh, tennis balls up here. Sugar Pie grabbed her chest when she said this, in case there was any confusion. She said that she used socks too. And uh, a pillow across my butt. I'm serious. I'm, it's true. That was back in the day to get a go-go. Ooh, look at her. She sure is fine. I had that big old pillow. 
<laughs> Make me look like I had a blue tape. Ain't had nothing. And I'd go in the clubs and he'd say, How old are you? It doesn't matter how old I am. I think I'm old enough if I'm sitting in the club. And by the way, I'd like a shot of whiskey. He said, What? what? <laughs> I said, and then on top of that, I want to sing. You want to what? Who are you? <laughs> said, I'm sugar pot. I always was fast, and I want the gig. Strike up the music, you'll see. And I didn't even know the band. Hey, you play so-and-so in G, okay? Whoop it up, let's go. In the 1950s, West Oakland, specifically the area along 7th Street, near where the BART station is now, that was known as the capital of West Coast Blues. During World War II, tons of black migrants came from places like Texas and Louisiana to work in the East Bay shipyards, and they brought the blues along for the ride. Pretty soon, there were clubs, recording studios, and even a distribution network because a lot of Pullman porters who lived in the neighborhood would bring records with them when they were working on trains that were going all over the country. After Sugar Pie got married to the guitarist Pee Wee Kingsley, the couple moved right into the heart of it, the corner of 7th and Wood. Whereas San Francisco was more known for jazz, Oakland was all about the blues. It was rowdier over here too. Or as Sugar Pie puts it, They were tearing up the town over here, oh lord. Can you tell me a little bit more about the West Oakland uh, music scene in, in, in that time? Oh, I was just nuts. You know, I mean, everybody was running around trying to snort a little cocaine. That stuff was hot. That was really hot. And then they'd be drinking and acting a fool and shooting and talking crazy. I came up in it, boy. But then when you played places like Slim Jenkins, you were sharp, you dressed every week. So them were really my good days at uh, Slim Jenkins and... Esther's. Then we had uh, this guy named Don Barksdale. He used to play with the Boston Celtics. When he got through with that, he bought two clubs here called the Sportsman and the Showcase. They were hot. Okay, just a few quick things about that club owner, Don Barksdale, who I should really do a whole episode about. One, he was born in Oakland and his dad was a Pullman porter. Two, he was the first black basketball player to be on the U.S. Olympic team and be named an NBA All-Star. Pretty big deal. And, number three, he gave Sugar Pie the last name DeSanto when she was performing regularly at his clubs. He just liked the sound of it. By 1959, Sugar Pie was a big star in Oakland, playing with famous musicians like Jackie Wilson when they were in town. But her recording career hadn't taken off. Then... She wrote a song called I Want to Know that she recorded with a man known as the godfather of Oakland blues. I want to know if you miss me. I was at uh, Bob Getting's studio and I told uh, uh, Getting, I said, hey man, Say what you want to say, but I got one. And he was real, you got one, shoot, right. 
I said, I got a hit. He said, where is it? I said, right here on this tape. Watch. He had his just draw that it. I don't know if you want to play the thing and you'll see. It's a hit. And then after he played, he said, oh my God, I said, we're going to record tonight. <laughs> I bet because he was, he recorded everybody, so he must have known a hit when he heard one. Right. And from there, he went on. It sure did. The track, which her husband Pee Wee played guitar on, hit the R&B charts and got her a deal with Chess Records, one of the most important labels of the era. They moved her out to Chicago, where Chess was based, after they settled the uh, contract negotiations. I told him I wanted a car. You know, I already had a car, but it wasn't what I want. I wanted the Cadillac, you know, with the big wings. <laughs> I got me a brown one of that, light tan, and bought me a dog that looked just the same color and had him dyed the same color. Mm-hmm. Now that Sugar Pie had her fancy car and dog to match, she was on her way to the big time. She drove the new caddy out to New York to play for the world's toughest crowd at Harlem's most legendary theater. The first time that I went to Harlem was doing my hit, you know, of course. And uh, they had a big thing in me outside the theater, I never get <laughs> life size, you know. So when it's time to go on, I was scared to death. I had never been scared to go on, but I was frightened, you know. So, oh my God, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> Just in case you don't know, the Apollo audience has kind of a reputation for not being very nice to performers they don't like. I was there on Wednesday nights when they'd have the talent show. I said, what in the devil is going on? And they was throwing eggs. <laughs> see, y'all didn't see it. They didn't show that on TV. They would pull you off stage though, right? Uh, yep, they had this man that would jump out the balcony with a cane, with a hook on it and it, his hat would go and he'd jump down and take that cane and just pull you off. You know, by the neck, however he could pull you. And I cracked up laughing, but it was not funny. Within seconds of taking the stage, she'd won the audience over. No eggs were tossed, and Sugar Pie was invited back to the Apollo about 20 more times. That's where I got the Lady Jane Brown name. Says she, she bad as Jane Brown. <laughs> you know, damn, she's good. You the Lady Jane Brown. That's what we're gonna call you. I said, good. Mm -hmm. Around this time, Sugar Pie went out on tour with the Godfather of Soul himself. Did you ever ask the real <laughs> Mr. James Brown what he thought about people calling you the Lady James Brown? Did he think that was funny, or what did he think? Oh, about he that? just laughed. He laughed at me. Oh, you. Yeah. Cause he had that funny voice. You ain't no, you ain't nobody but sugar pie. You don't you go out there tonight and make me work too hard. You make me work too hard. I said, why? You're the famous Jane Brown. I don't care. Don't make me. Don't you jump off that chair tonight. I don't want to work too hard. I said, oh, you gonna work? Cause I'm a. <laughs> we were tight though. I said, you gonna work? Cause I'm gonna jump and make a rollover and all that stuff. And I'm jumping from the piano. You better not do that. I'm telling you, sugar. I said, you don't tell me what to do. I go. <laughs> well, I heard that sometimes you guys would even jump off the piano together. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we felt, you just did it. There wasn't no set nothing to do nothing. Whatever hit you, that's what you did. I'ma do mine. And if I feel like I want to jump on the floor and roll over, 
or, or toot my butt up in the air or whatever it is, I, that's what I'm going to do. You know, it's just my type of soul. We had that kind of soul. And him too, he'd do anything. That boy was good. <laughs> Sugar Pie and James Brown toured together for years, just blowing away audiences all over the country. But while her career was taking off, her marriage to Pee Wee was falling apart. One time I had a, a suitcase, 10 grand, that I had made, you know, at the gigs I was doing. And I'd be dang, that's what did it. I said, you really gotta go now. He just had it bad. Out on the road, Pee Wee got addicted to gambling. He'd disappear before a show, and Sugar Pie would find him out behind the theater or wherever, losing money. He gambled too much. I was losing like crazy. So I said, no, 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 you got to go. Go away. So I gave him the Cadillac, and he came back to the Bay Area. Then they tell me he tried to rob a bank. I ain't know. <laughs> Pee-wee did? Yes, that's what they told me. I said, you're a liar. I said, no, I'm not said, you, put, you got rid of him. He came back in and tried to rob the bank. I said, what? <laughs> Long story short, Sugar Pie didn't see Pee Wee again for many, many years. But when he was really sick, near the end of his life, she traveled down to San Jose to help take care of him before he passed. He may have cheated on her, and as Sugar Pie put it, He did have a baby by this chick next door to us. Yeah, that happened too. And he may have blown her money playing dice and cards, but she eventually forgave him. I never, I'm never gonna go away. Never go away. Because the feeling is too strong. In the early and mid-1960s, there was a series of tours that went around Europe called the American Folk Blues Festival. This was one of the most important things to happen in the history of 20th century music. When the tour came through England, people like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton were there in the audience, studying. If you know blues, and you listen to a lot of those early Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin albums, you can tell exactly where some of those famous riffs came from. Anyway, when Sugar Pie joined this tour in 1964, alongside legends like Lightning Hopkins, Willie Dixon, and Sonny Boy Williamson, she was the only female in the whole bunch. When you, when you did go on that famous tour in, uh, in England with all those blues legends, you were the well, only woman. Only woman. What a mess. What was it like being out on the road with all these, uh, <laughs> these guys, you know, when you're the only woman and you're younger than them? It was know? something else. Uh -huh. <laughs> Everybody was trying to hit. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you want to go to lunch? No. And they, they started putting it around. Damn, she, she's something else. She ain't going out with nobody. <laughs> they couldn't entice me to, no. They were too old. Uh-uh. Nope. Them old, old, old men. Sonny Land Clem. Them old people. Really old, you know, to me. But there's no shame in the game with those guys. They'll uh -uh. just say whatever they want. That, huh? That's right. 
God, that man, you know, and they thought I didn't hear him. I tried yesterday, man. I was trying to hit on Sugar. She won't even talk to you. She'll say hello, but she ain't going to do nothing with you. You, know, you could hear mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, man, well, I did the other day, too, but she didn't say nothing. Because she act like she don't want none of us. <laughs> which I don't, which I didn't. I just didn't, you know, I love them, but music. Is, uh, is that what you wrote the song Get Back about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that song. It, it, how's it go? It goes, uh, you've been trying to get away with too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't need your love, so don't touch. Exactly. Hands off, I don't belong to you. That's the line, hands off, I don't belong to you. Right. Exactly. So get back. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because there wasn't a lot of songs like that back then. I know. <laughs> no one else ever would say, oh, I love you, come give me a hug, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. And even, you know, a lot of the songs you were singing, Rock Me Baby, all this stuff. Yep. And then you had the one song that was like, actually, it's when I say you can put your hands on me, that's when you can do it. But if not, get back, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like the part where I say, you've been getting away with too much. Don't need your love, so don't touch. Hands off. I don't belong to you. <laughs> so get that. <laughs> I should really warn you that Sugar Pie is not messing around when she says, get back. Here's what happened when a guy in the front row of one of her shows didn't take her seriously. I was on stage and he kept trying to grab my foot. And I was, I said, don't do that no more. You know, uh-uh-uh-uh, don't do that. You know, and I'm doing my thing. And he's grabbed, you know, at my foot. So I just hauled off and kicked him. Bam! He said, <laughs> and I said, now come get this. Sugar Pie is happy to get up close and personal with her fans. It just has to be on her terms. During her many years on the road, she got famous for doing this move where she would invite a big dude up from the audience on stage and then jump on him, wrap her legs around him, and then dangle upside down. The looks on the men's faces when she's basically using them as a human jungle gym are priceless. I've had a few where I locked my legs and they went, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> Looking at me, what is it? Don't worry about it, just hold on, you know, and I'll do the rest. <laughs> I had one guy lock my legs, not around his waist, around his neck. Whoa. But he was a big guy, he could uh-huh. hold me up. And now hold on, John, hold on, don't you drop me. I ain't gonna you better not. If you do, you in trouble. And I was going. He said, oh my God, help. <laughs> what is she doing? He said, don't worry about it. <laughs> Evidently, you like it. It's all in your face. But her shows aren't all backflips and smiles. Hearing Sugar Pie sing the blues, well, that can hurt even worse than a kick in the face. I've had a man, 300 pounds, sit, sit there and literally cry like a little kid. 
<laughs> Why are you crying? He said, and she left me for some soldier. Oh, Lord. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and then I just went by and I really did it then. I went over and I sung to it, you know, the blues. <laughs> but then I controlled myself, sugar, don't do that. You know, he's, re he's really hurting. So then I hugged him. I said, that's okay. You know, I said, it's okay. And just like a big old baby, he leaned this big old head. He leaned on, <laughs> said, it'd be all right. That's okay. I said, go ahead, cry some more. Go ahead. i help you. And he leaned on me. <laughs> I said, oh, my Lord. <laughs> he was bigger than the chair. <laughs> but I did come around. I felt so sorry because then I knew that he wasn't kidding, you know that she really had left him in that position and he was really hurt. Sugar Pies had more than her share of tragedies too. She's been playing in clubs when gunfights have broken out and she's seen people die right in front of the stage. The Oakland Hills Fire of 1991 destroyed her musical archives when the house of her longtime manager, Jim Moore, went up in flames. But worst of all, she lost her husband of 27 years, Jesse Earl Davis, when their apartment near the corner of Telegraph and MacArthur burned back in 2006. We were asleep. Yep, we were asleep. And I got up and the ceiling was on fire. And I went back to wake him up. And, uh, this thing was chaos. My cat, everything, you know, all my music, everything, you know, that I had at that time, you know. And so uh, he threw the blanket over me, you know, and get out of here and push me out the door. And I thought he was behind me, but I guess he went back to save Smoochie. My cat, he know I love, so went back to save him, and he got caught of the, you know. He tried to kick the kitchen window, but it was, uh, had them bars, and he couldn't get out, and it got him. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Ever since then, I'm on my own, and I didn't want to become involved with nobody. Over the decades, Sugar Pie wrote hundreds of songs and released many highly regarded albums. She's toured the world and won awards. The fire knocked her off her feet. But she got back up, and she's still planning to put out more music on her longtime label, Jasmine Records. Show business ain't over for me. Not if God says so, it's not. I really, you know, love it. If the two shows she's got lined up for this summer go well, we can hope to see Sugar Pie tearing up stages around the Bay again sometime soon. And if you're planning on hitting the show in Berkeley or Redwood City this July, look out. I still say I'm tough. Today, with all my little health problems, whatever. Because when I hit this sucker, they better watch it. You know, because uh, I ain't to be played with. I know that. Mm -hmm. I just hope that I don't get a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <I> <laughs> I'll
Thanks for listening to East Bay Yesterday. I've been your host, Liam O'Donohue. For this episode, I want to thank Sugar Pie DeSanto and her longtime manager, the owner of Jasmine Records, Mr. Jim Moore. If you enjoyed the music in this episode, and I know you did, go to sugarpiedesanto.com and buy her music from Jasmine Records. Seriously, show your love for the artist by supporting her career. Also, I want to thank KPFA-FM, where you can now find East Bay Yesterday in the podcast section of their website. It's called Area 941, and also Berkeley Liberation Radio. Another big shout-out to Ruth Gabrizius and the good folks at East Bay Express. You can see my article about Sugar Pie in this week's issue. Also, props to the Hard French crew and all the crate diggers out there. I'm still trying to figure out how to make this show sustainable, so if you know any foundations or grant programs or donors that might be a good fit for East Bay Yesterday, please hit me up. You can subscribe to this show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can also follow East Bay Yesterday on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where I post photos related to each and every episode, as well as upcoming events and other cool local history news. There are links to all those social media pages at eastbayyesterday.com. If you appreciate the show, please spread the word. My marketing budget is $0, so I'd really appreciate it. And if you give East Bay Yesterday a shout out on social media, please be sure to tag it. And review it on iTunes too. That really, really helps. The theme song music came from Anatech. All right, see you next time. <laughs>